Welcome to Moot, the podcast where mistakes are guaranteed and our point is Moot. I'm your host, Joe. With me is the host, Jeremy, not with me in another country across the ocean. And here is my friend, Chris. Not the Chris uh, from previous episodes that supports Trump, but a completely brand new Chris who is a communist. Hi, Chris. Hi, I'm the token communist today. Uh, How's it going? It's going beautifully. I'm excited to hear about communism. And also, Jeremy, say hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. How's it going over there? I uh, I must apologize. I am violently hangover at the moment. Um, So so I I come well prepared. Well, (laughs) it's okay, man. I spent most of last night waking up and throwing up for reasons that are still unknown to me. I, I still think my cat poisoned me. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's highly likely. Actually. No, yeah, exactly. Well, he, he's an orange tabby, and to drink, he he sticks his whole paw into things and like brings it up to his mouth. He like cups it and licks it out of his paw. But the thing is, is he keeps jumping like on the counters and like he, drinking out of our cups. So, yeah, I was going to say it sounds like he's like just doing the human thing. You're trying to like yeah. emulate all humans. Yeah, he and saw also, us. That is that is not okay in 2020. I mean, we're in a pandemic. Wash your hands, Kitty. He won't yeah. even wear his mask. I, oh, I God. wear it all the time. Cats are such they're such selfish people. They're just not <laughs> team players like dogs. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and speaking of team players, tell us about communism. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, just just blank slate let's talk about communism yes I guess. okay so um wipe the cat clean yeah so yeah. I- i'm a dummy okay i know very little about communism i've read 1984 that was a very scary book yes uh um, but i don't imagine that the people of china would be happy to live in 1984 either well i mean so i mean you'd be surprised uh, oh. <laughs> uh no not really uh yeah. well i mean well, if it's just, just, just general communism, uh, actually, how much do you know about communism, Jeremy? Um, I know a bit. Uh, I know the distinction between different types. I was, my first question for you was going to be, what type of communist are you? Like, do you, do you have a specific subset of communism that you believe in? Do you think that a certain country has adapted communism better than any others? Because not... There, just like you know, there are no purely socialist or capitalist countries. There, there have been no purely communist countries. Like even Cuba, you can own property. You can in China too. So, well, I was curious to see where, where your beliefs were and why you, you know, subscribe. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, uh, yeah, no. I mean, first of all, um, and I'm a bit unsure about. Cuba and like all, all that works, but like there's a difference, uh, which is important to note here when you talk about like communism, pure purity and all that, uh, is, is the fact that like you do have the right for personal property, not private property, and there's a specific distinction there that Marx, is, Marx makes, um, which is valid. So like you are the right, like you, you have the right to own your own house, for instance, or, or, or car and so on. Uh, but, but you do are right in the fact that like there never has been a proper purely communist country uh, for many reasons. Uh, I mean, mostly because what um, 
there's so cool background there with uh, with, Mar- with Marx and, and Hegel and, and that, those people was that it is um, almost like a theory of history and what moves history. Um, so, 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 so Hegel had this theory about historical dialectism, which is derived from Kant, which is derived from other people. But in Generally, though, the historical dialectism constitutes that the basically there is some kind of, and I'm no expert on historical dialectism, but basically there is some kind of uh, spirit of the people that moves history dialectically, which, um, do you know what dialectism is? I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which basically means that you have a thesis, the status quo, uh, what you have now, then you will have a violent reaction to that, and then you end up with a synthesis of that, which then becomes the status quo, and then you have the antithesis, right? a violent reaction to that. What does that. synthesis mean again? Because I know photosynthesis, but I never remember what synthesis means. Okay, uh, it just you combine them in a sense. Okay, they think so they kind like, of merge in a sense, yeah. Like, so it's like you got the status quo, and that eventually irritates people they up rise up against it and then uh, you lost me there what happens after that oh yeah well i mean um, try, try to explain it to a five-year-old okay uh well thank you this is going to be so easy uh, <laughs> uh so We're talking to a couple of five-year-olds <laughs> uh-huh. yeah uh, no no so yes yeah. so you know uh, the um the the, the the late 60s uh like the summer of love and yeah, the, yeah. Uh, classical the 68th youth you know yeah, like the, the hippie season. Yeah, 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 yeah. hippie seasons. Um, and, you know, that was a very violent reaction to, you know, the, well, I say violent, but it wasn't violent. violent. I mean, the, just, the hippies yeah. were all about make love, not war, but I know what you mean. It's like a, like an abrupt, yes, uh, explosion kind of, of uh, kind of a reaction to the status quo uh, in large, you know, because of the Vietnam War and all of that. Like ideologically violent, is that correct to say? Uh, yeah, you can, you can. Yeah, not physically it. violent, but it's like, our idea is moving in right now. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it was a small subsect of people, but, but it certainly is, you know, the people in charge right now are, yeah. are that, that youth, are sort of baby boomers. Um, because yeah. communism, that, 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 that's been quite popular in Norway, at least compared to the US. That is true. Uh, it used to be quite popular in, in the US. Did it? Yeah. Um, that is, in fact, uh, in fact, it is a little bit, little bit on tidbit here. Is that yeah. the uh, uh, a lot of uh, black movements like the Black Panthers or uh, a lot of civil rights movements were um, a form of communism? They were. Yeah. Were and they, if- Jeremy? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, because that's so it, cool. It was that if if the capitalism. So <clears throat> the Black Panthers came out of the. Uh, Harlem Renaissance movement and uh, <clears throat> the Harlem Renaissance was Harlem Renaissance up. movement. Yeah. The Harlem Renaissance was, was this, there was a place in New York in Harlem um, in one of the, bur- one of the, one of New York's boroughs where they had, there was a big explosion of like black art, you know, uh, the theater and writing and, and art and music. And the thing was, is a lot of the criticism of that movement. I mean, there were, there were, generally the whites that were like you know they shouldn't have this but those were like the extreme racists on the white side but um, uh, there were black critic critics too and um the guy who actually made up the kwanzaa holiday which is a celebrated 
celebration of being black um, was, was this guy named Karenga. And he uh, found, also founded the, the, the Black Power Movement, and, and, uh, and, which is what the Black Panthers grew out of. And his, he, he had two assertions. One, that Black art, the reason that the Harlem Renaissance failed was because Black art was appealing to white notions of what is art like that they were trying too hard to mimic whites but just only have a community of black people doing it he was saying if you want to have real black art you need to have art oh okay i, I, I kind of get it that's like uh like when feminists think they have to be men to be successful or when mm, exactly uh, yes yeah and yeah like oh like when black women are like when they when they complain that black women straighten their hair and try to look white instead of wearing their afro loud and proud right and the other part of his argument which is is more suited to what we're talking about now is that um th that's that uh the social structures that were in place didn't serve blacks which is an idea that's still very much in play today uh, mm -hmm. but yeah. a lot of the black black panthers interpreted those statements to mean well capitalism is failing us we need something else and a lot of them turned to communism and socialism i just realized we went past the question what kind of communist are you uh yes uh i was going to go circle back to it but yes uh, i like to say uh mostly to confuse and piss off people that <laughs> i'm a, i'm a molcom which means a, a monarchistic communist uh but that's silly because that doesn't exist yeah that sounds like contradictory e e yes uh no no i i, I don't I know, know. it's I... contradictory because a, a, mon a monarchic as far as i understand they believe in a really strong central state which is how those things tend to play out anyway like communism Rich, jeremy we had like a age argument like about Britonia being, you were saying Britonia is a capitalist society and I was saying feudalism doesn't work with capitalism in that way. And now you're just turning around. Are you trying to confuse me? No, no, no. I'm not saying, I, what I'm saying is, is that we're, this is this is about communism anyway, but we can have that discussion some other. Oh, you just want to you just want to win. That's what, uh, yeah, I well, of course it. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this but, guy. but communism mm -hmm. like socialism tends to gravitate toward democracies and communism tends to gravitate toward a stronger central government so i it makes sense kind of to me oh yeah no uh well i mean it, it is um it's one of those meme uh ideologies that doesn't really because it doesn't kind of can't really work but um but i, I like I, I don't know like i am um uh, if, if if anything, I, I could describe me as like uh, like um, I don't know, like a, like a third world uh, communist, um, which essentially means that I I, I certainly don't think um, the first world and the Western world like just um, really you, I don't think you can um, properly uh, implement any um, communism here that would certainly help anyone. Uh, and you know you do need the third world countries and the poor, poor countries to you know form it uh, unfortunately when that happens uh, uh, people in France or America has a tendency to kill them oh Jesus yeah uh, <laughs> um, um, yeah no I'm just criticizing you right now that's okay, okay. Sorry, you're okay. Allowed. So let's I'll dumb it down more. even further okay 
Yeah. What do you think is good that people should do that they aren't doing? Uh, well, I, I certainly believe in a very um, uh, fundamental uh, um, community. Uh, uh, I'm looking for a specific word here. Um, you got the Norwegian word? Maybe I can help you out. Oh, no, I uh, like... Um, Like, like a strong sense of community, you know what I mean? Like, okay, so a need... close-knit community. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I do, do think that's important. Yeah, like and we help each other out. Yeah, yeah. No and, man and, is an island. Yeah, yeah, and, and what was interesting about that, and this is a bit of a positive thing to say about America, is that I do certainly appreciate the kind of uh, community um, tradition they have there, where it's much more about, like, your neighbor and your um, uh, neighborhood, you know? Yeah, or, or you know, small village. Um, well, well, we know we, we, we're very individual, individualist, individual, individualistic. Yes, thank you. I can pronounce that. Hey, that's a rough one. Also, you've been drinking all night. Uh, that is true. Uh, in, individualistic, <laughs> uh, but this compared to to America and a lot of uh, parts there. Um, I would say I would say that in America, like now, let me ask you this: Couldn't you just like teach civics? Because I think one of the things that may be misunderstood about America is that local politics tend to be, well, first of all, they're way less contentious. Like our no, politics yeah. are seen, are filtered through the national level in other countries. It's just the you know, presidential elections and like the, the, the legislative elections that have a, that are a big deal. But most of the legislation that actually affects us day to day happens at the local level. And those tend to be pretty amicable, you know, and, and, um, mm. Like I'm, I'm part of a I'm part of a community nonprofit, and one of the things that we do, besides you know like connecting businesses and, and giving networking opportunities to young professional people, is just like philanthropy type stuff. And no, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm Would wondering you... if like if that's more of a cultural thing than a political one. Well, or... I'm. Well, I mean, I mean, like any culture is it's very hard to like, uh, like. <laughs> to take the politics out of culture or culture out of politics um uh well you know a lot of people you know since we're talking about china is that a, a lot of like um a lot of the criticism uh in terms not of uh the the fucked up things that ccp is doing but in the sense that some, I think it's very hard for a lot of people, especially in the Western world, to understand like why so many people actually really like CCP uh, and, and, and their government and, and trust them implicitly. Because I think in general, we're under the impression, at least I am, that it's like most Chinese people don't really like it. Like most like it, but most who like it are kind of duped into it by posters and like the people who are educated they don't seem to like it that's not well, true that's um, the impression i have no uh... so so what happened was uh after um you know, there there was a revolution where uh the ccp was born in like the early 20th century and then okay. when uh, japanese aggression came to 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 put pressure on china china put its <laughs> they're like well we'll just put the civil war on hold and <clears throat> we'll fight the Japanese for right now. And, and while they were fighting the Japanese up to the end of World War II, the CCP consolidated its power in a very severe way. And it was also the party doing most of the fighting, whereas the nationalists were trying to get their, their, their shit together. And uh, World War II ended. And then in, in 47, 
the Civil War was back on and the nationalists, which didn't have as much public support, the CCP had gained a lot during that time and, and Mao was leading them and, and he, he, for, for all of his neuroses, he was a very clever guy. Um, they beat the nationalists and the nationalists fled to Taiwan. And, uh, <clears throat> and, and they started a, a, a much more pure version of communism. Well, that, that pure version of communism lasted to like the 1980s and- But who, who started the pure communism? Was that the, the Taiwanese or the Chinese? The Chinese, the Chinese. The Chinese started there and- um, I know it's like potato, potato, but you know, they're both Chinese. But... No, no, I mean, it is well, very different. Like that's a, the Taiwanese, yeah, it's the nationalist. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like, this, it's still the same people. It's just political parties. It's as if the Democrats all fled to California and then said, we are California as a country. Well, but there were still native uh, people living in Taiwan, though. And it's not it's not that simple. You can't break it down like that. But um, God damn it. I really like it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the point is to to the for the point of this conversation in the in the late 80, 1980s and like the 1990s, uh, China began undergoing these massive reforms and, and they morphed into the, the there's this guy named Deng. Um, who, like Xi and like Mao, had some of his uh, ideas written into and ratified as part of the party's constitution. And what Deng did was he did a lot of economic reforms. And he, China started privatizing more of their economy. And they put in a whole bunch of like social benefits for its citizens. And um, they, they kept these things called the three P's, which I think are like uh, yeah. personnel, propaganda, and the army, the, the, the people's liberal, the, the PLA. Yeah. And because the government, the, or not the government, the part, political party has control over their military, not the government itself. That sounds like three P's and an L and an A. <laughs> well, <laughs> PPLA. <laughs> so, um, but after that point, another thing that they did was they became much more hands off on the citizens. So instead of like having this surveillance state that followed them, if it was called like from cradle to death or something like I forget what the, the saying is, but they start they stopped watching the the, the citizenry so much, and they, they they entered this thing called the grand bargain. And the idea of the grand bargain is that the average citizen doesn't really ask about what the government's doing. And the government doesn't seem like it's interfering with its people's lives. And what we hear about like their digital surveillance and all that, that may be true. And like their, their new like social media rating system or whatever, that's like straight out of Black Mirror. Like those yeah. Types of things yeah. exist, but most because the, the Chinese middle class has gained enormous amounts of wealth over the last 20, 30 years, because they still have a lot of those social structures like you know nationalized like healthcare and all those things those keep the citizens happy so most people don't really care too much it's more like like the people on the internet who are able to get past the chinese filters and stuff who are really i mean there's always going to be an anti-government group of people okay but in that case why are we give why, why are we giving uh, china such a such hard shit in the news because if most people are happy with it like most people are happy with I don't even know if most people are happy with America the way it is from what I hear in the news. I would say less people are happy about America living in America than people <laughs> in China living in China. But yeah, I think, so why, 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 are we, why are we always ragging in China? Probably the genocide. Well, which one? 
<laughs> like probably them stamping out like the, the you know the Falun Gong Buddhism Buddhists and the Muslims and you know like was, was this Tiananmen well, I mean, Square? Because you you told me a really interesting thing yesterday about Tiananmen Square. Well, I mean, no, uh, I mean it's not all that interesting, but it was. Uh, I was amazed by it, so you know you're maybe humble, but I thought it was interesting. Okay, okay, so. Um... But which part of it, which I said was interesting. You, okay, you said that. Uh, uh, yeah, no, they, they do actually. Um, they don't they, hide it. Like we think that the Tiananmen Square is like because I've heard that anything that can relate to Tiananmen Square is censored on their internet. Like even code words, like they use a certain number to reference Tiananmen Square, yeah. and that's censored. But you told me they uh, yeah, don't. Yeah, no, no. Uh, my my girlfriend was taught of it in school. Um, in fact, and, and also they were, the, the student was patriotic um, because, well, I mean, the Tiananmen massacre or protest I just was started because you had uh, this enormous popular um, Chinese politician who had been um, kind of like the, the right hand uh, sort of and managed to survive uh, Mao's uh, murdering everyone purely because it was so popular and it's pretty high grade popularity uh yeah no yeah he also uh was involved uh, in vietnam and and doing good stuff there and um yeah but this, this yeah yeah no, no but, but but anyway yeah no so uh sorry and so <laughs> um so, 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 so there was a period of mourning for him because he because he died and at that time it was uh de facto uh was called the gang of four who was in, in charge of um, of China, uh, which was like the basically like the old guard Maoists, uh, among other things, the, uh, the wife of Mao, I believe, was uh, was in there. Uh, and 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 that makes sense that the wife would be part of that gang. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and they certainly didn't like the fact that he was so popular. So so they just had it for a short period of time, and then they took it down. And uh, what happened was the fact that <coughs> sorry, uh, what happened was that they just protested by just being there, like in in the Tiananmen Square. Okay. Uh, which you know, because uh, they in school they're described as like heroes, aren't they? Not heroes, but patriotic. Uh, yeah, like they're, they're described in grand terms. Yes. Like they're, they're, yeah, but they're good also, people. Yes, that's true. Uh, but it's also advantageous for the current current government to do because. Yeah. The, the current government certainly doesn't like Maoism. Uh, it, it is in the uh, constitution and so on, uh, but they they do they, they are thought that the, the culture of war and so on was was a big mistake, uh, and maybe you shouldn't kill all the sparrows uh, and all the people. Yeah, the, the sparrow thing especially sounded like pure insanity, like a king gone rogue. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of Mao was that I think. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah Mao didn't was was he was surrounded by a bunch of like yes men who and he didn't totally understand the impact that his policies were having in a lot of ways that sounds a lot oh, yeah. like a certain american leader we know about these but, days. <laughs> yeah but but also like but, but it's true <laughs> but, but you do kind of become this unhinged uh king though if you are what is it with these unhinged kings and like their hair <laughs> trump it looks like his head looks like it's made out of like piss cotton candy right uh, Kim Jong Un looks like a can of beans. 
with like a big juicy steak right under it. Oh yeah, it does. and Mao looks like from the front he looks like Mickey Mouse. His hair yeah. is just kind of like two black balls on the side of his head. You oh know what yeah. I mean? Well, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, is there now? It's, it's, like a, it's, it's like not a... that big. It would be funny if you put afro on him, though. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, because uh, because like Lenin and uh, the North Korean leaders, he still kind of exists. Uh, yeah. Unbombed in the uh, in in Beijing. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I've actually visited him. I've seen Bao in person. Oh yeah, you have. Yeah, I, I yeah, assume yeah. his hair wasn't like he didn't have an afro and like. No, but I, like I figured that had a lot to do with him being dead. Uh, yes. On, on the pictures, the, he, the hair looks a lot fluffier. That is true, but but they could have just put a wig on him and like make him look more. Oh, it's um, almost a little disrespectful. More uh, disrespectful than putting his corpse on display. Uh, well, I mean, it's a kind of uh, <laughs> fucked up thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it creates this uh, cult following. Um, and it, I mean, you forgot. Which are... is probably why they did it, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's, it's There's not many other reasons and, uh, to display a body in like a fucking cabinet. I, uh, true. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, it, it would be fun to like manage to like visit all the communist leaders, so like Lenin and yeah. and Mao and Kim Jong Un and just go for it. Uh, Kim Jong Un, I mean, he's still alive. No, no, Kim Jong. Oh, Kim Jong Un. Yeah, he's the first one. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, he's still the leader of their party. Technically, yes. Because yeah. uh, uh, Jong Il, he was never the leader of the party. He was the leader of the army. Yes. And uh, I don't know what the hell Un is the leader of, but he's the leader of something. No, yeah, he's the leader of the army. It's uh, okay, it's, so it's, it's, it's Sung is the he's the king, and the rest yeah. are basically just army leaders. Yeah, yeah, kind of. And and uh, Xi Jinping is the leader of the he's the general secretary of the party. He's also the the general the highest general in the army, leader of the army, and also uh, head of state. Uh, yeah, Xi Jinping is the basically the chairman of China. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. No. They, no. It is. It is the chairman yeah. of, of. He's the China. big boss. And yeah. He, yeah. He has like a Daenerys Targaryen length of of accomplishments that they'll sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah. No. Is that true? Well, I mean, I mean, he did like one of the most popular things he did was like have a campaign to root out um, uh, corruption, uh, because it turns yeah. out that China has for a very long time been highly corrupt. I've um, heard this. Uh, and and a lot of fucked up things has uh, happened in that. Like, um, did he succeed? But yes, n- no. I think like like he did probably use an excuse to get rid of political opponents. But he did yeah. certainly he, like, make an effort to unify. Is China less corrupt now? Would you say? Um, yes, but also it's a huge country. So so, so what's and then they do kind of suffer from some what you can kind of call I mean, no, no no country is free of corruption. Yes, yeah, yeah, but 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 like you can, but but they do suffer from almost what you can like uh, call the uh, Siberia syndrome, in that it's so Cold. large in, 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 in people and also large as a country. It's the fourth largest country in the world. So um, and. Like like most people, um, they kind of want to have the most resources for individuals. Like if you want to do it, you do have people who want to do that, and so. So it would be easy to get a Kickstarter going, is what you're saying? No, no, but but it would be like um, they are producing, or at least did uh, um, produce a lot of illegal fetalin. Fetalin? If 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 fetalin, fetalin, the um, is this a drug or yes, yes, you mean fentanyl? Uh, fentanyl. Thank you, fentanyl. Yeah. What does uh, fentanyl do? 
it, it's like a superheroine. It's 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 much more powerful and very very tiny doses. Like when people okay, so it's just die, it's just an extra juicy heroin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we, we don't need to go into like a whole medical explanation. Let's keep it simple. Yeah, uh, uh, it's <laughs> stuff. Uh, it was uh, it's interesting. That it was actually produced by the uh, United, like was United States produced states to be able to like have interesting ways of delivering uh, painkillers to people. Uh, but that's a long story. Oh, We're so not going to do. They tried to make a super painkiller, and then instead they got super heroin. Well, I mean, the heroin and painkillers. Um, yeah, it's the same thing. Yes, but yes, then, yeah. but but yes, no. Uh, so, and yeah. so, um, and then it's simply because you know corruption, big country, a lot of people, and you can kind of hide a small factory that can produce quite a lot of uh, fentanyl. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like if you wanna if you wanna become like a Colombian drug lord in China. But, but, oh, they have to just drop the Colombian oh, well, factory. Uh, well, yeah, but but I, I think they were caught. Uh, but, but a lot of the Amer- uh, Fatland that was uh, that came into America with all the heroin um, uh, and also, you know, was part of like creating the uh, opioid em- epidemics and so on and later on was from China. Mm. In China, China, it's kind of like a reverse Silk Road. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Where they're like, yeah, was, yeah, they smuggled it into South yeah. America. Uh, like, you remember all that opium you brought us? Well, here's a gift. Y- yes, enjoy. Uh, yeah. Well, in China, China has it, it even their their what their, their state considers illegal is not the same. Like they they ignore a lot of licensing laws, so they have like off brand Apple products there, and they have oh yeah, yeah. like uh, I bought Paul. He, he would wanted Jawas. And so I bought him like 20 Lego Jawas for like 18 bucks on eBay. And it came from China. It took like months to get here, but you know, quality is not quite as good as Lego, but you know, 20, 20 <laughs> Lego Jawas would cost a whole hell of a lot more if I bought them brand Lego. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it's better to have 20 shitty Jawas than to have one exceptional Jawa. Right. Right. You know, really strength the numbers. That's all what communism is about. <laughs> well, well, kind of. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, no. That, I am the master of segues today. Yeah, yeah, just less. Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, that's fair. No, uh, but it's all it, it's all interesting because it kind of goes into uh, talking about like the the serious problems with communism, especially when you have very large countries, which is very hard to have uh, any kind of control in uh, because uh-huh. um, the problem, a lot of the problems in Soviet the Soviet Union, you know, a lot of people like imagined this, especially during Stalin's reign, that like it was extraordinarily controlled and everyone mm. watched everyone. And, and that was in large true if you were in like St. Petersburg, Smolensk, um, Moscow, right? Um, but like if, if you just went on to like over to the uh, Asian side, like in the Sibir and like Mongolia and all that, like, like the, it was so, like just so large that like just nobody could kind of control it and and it do have and it did have a lot of like just straight up gangs um just so having their, like, controls yeah, of villages and so on kind of like they have their own like snowy mad max <laughs> yeah yeah well kind of and 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 to this day it is still kind of like that in in a lot of really areas. in siberia it's it's more it's more like mexico i think because mad max is like an, an anarchist state but mexico it's more like there's a level of corruption that's and the corruption is is all controlled by. Oh, okay. So yeah, like, yeah. if you're if you're some kind of uh, stuff, what 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 do they do in Siberia? Do they like they? 
65 million. Do they herd mammoths? What do they do? What do, how do they make money? How do they make their living? I don't know what their industries are like. <laughs> I don't know either. It used to be coal, I imagine, but okay, like, okay. not let's, anymore. Let's say you're like the king coal miner. Does that mean that you're like as powerful as whoever the chairman of Siberia is? Uh, like you, you're basically the chairman of Siberia makes the rules and you give him a lot of coal and then he does what you say? <laughs> no, like, I mean, Siberia was uh, multiple... Uh, uh, how do you call it, like um, um, small state, like the Soviet Union was like a federation. So you had like the people's uh, the federation of Mongolia and so on. Yeah. And, 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 and Sibir was like multiple, like smaller ones because you have to imagine like it is like a third of the earth, like in, in length. Oh yeah, it's massive. So yeah, yeah. Yes. So, like, so it was like a lot of small there, but 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 essentially you could kind of do that and and uh, and and as you know the Romanov was uh, sent to to Siberia uh, to the house of special purposes. Yeah, that's like their room run of one, isn't it? Uh, no, 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 no. They weren't tortured at all. Uh, no, but they were like I heard that they were sent into like work basically without shoes in the snow and stuff. Oh no, 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 no. That didn't happen as far as I know. Uh, they, the gulags. Uh, no, no, no. The, the Romanov wasn't sent to the, the, the royal family wasn't sent to the... They weren't sent to the gulags. No, no, no. They, they were just sent to the... They just called it the House of Special Purposes because they needed to... Because you have to remember like in the... The Romanovs as the king and Tsar wasn't very popular, but like he still had a wife and, and children. And for a lot of people, just killing the children and the entire family wouldn't have been very popular at the time. Yes. You have to remember, like, you did have the white army, the yeah. royalist army. Kill, and so killing on. people's wives and children, that is kind of a dick move. Yes, exactly. But also yeah. at the same time, they need to keep the royal, the Romanovs, away from the white army to make sure they didn't get hands on it because that would then create this... Uh, Claim legitimate claim for power, the control yeah, of the country. Yeah, and have a civil war in Siberia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Not, not in Siberia, but the entire country, and it was uh, for a long time a entire, civil war. All of Russia. Yes, yes. Uh, in, yeah, it was. Oh, that's it, insane! I would never have thought of Siberia as someone who could ever challenge. Like, no, 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 no. But it wasn't Siberia. But like, you did have the, the Red Army, the White Army, and so you had the civil war. Um, who was in charge of the White Army? Uh, the royalists, a uh, bunch of generals uh, and the, the, people that were loyalists to the, uh, the royal Tsars, family. Basically. No, not the Tsar. The Tsar was captured uh, in the when they stormed the God Winter Palace. damn it, Russia. Why do they have so many kings? They, 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 they had only one Tsar at the time, the Romanov. Yeah, but then... Oh, oh, but he was the Tsars, right? He was the Tsar. Yes. Nicholas II. I'm super confused. Let's go back to China. Okay, yeah, sorry. Um... <laughs> Now, uh, so, so, so what kind of communist are you? Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I, I um, it's a very hard question because I feel like no matter what I'm saying here, I'm going to end up in 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 an uncomfortable hole. Um, no, you have a more beer. Uh, but I am, <laughs> I, 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 I'm most likely like way closer to the kind of um at least like theoretical kind of um, communism that you do see in China. Like, I'm not saying I support genocide, um, you know, unless it's by, you know, people who deserve it, but... Um, who deserves genocide? Uh, uh, the, the bourgeois class. Uh, huh? The bourgeois class. The bourgeois class. Uh, eat, eat, okay. the, eat the rulers. I like it. That's, I'm fine. Well, so, you know, he's definitely a communist because he used the word bourgeois. 
Yes, uh, I can almost spell it even. So you know, I'm. Uh... <laughs> Holy shit! Yes, that is like a superpower. Yes, uh, I'm not there yet. I can't quite spell it, but but I'm very very close. Oh Jesus yeah, Christ! Yeah, yeah. You're like a level eight communist. Yeah, exactly. No, um... <laughs> no, no, but but because in in China, like in the the very idea of um, socialism with Chinese characteristics is. Um, is the uh, idea that you um, maybe because like they man they, because they realize they fucked up in the sense that you can't the entire idea of Marx is that with the materialism materialistic dialectism yeah like with new technology uh, comes new forms of uh, societies right so like with the yeah, like mill every system is always it's always evolving you've always got to change stuff as you go along yeah but like do you kind of see new kind of society emerging from the technology you have so like with a hand mill you get the feudalist society right yeah uh, with the factories, you get the industrial capitalist uh, yeah. society, and uh, and in today's world, you know, with the computer, you kind of end up. We with... get the Jeff Bezos. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 and which is true because Jeff Bezos and Amazon and a lot of these companies are so large and so powerful that they are literally strong arming the, the and changing laws in various countries yeah i heard about this, that that yeah. uh, you could probably tell us more about that jeremy uh, uh like how 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 they pit states against each other and shit like that to china no 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 jeff bezos oh jeff oh yeah oh well yeah let's so, keep it short though because let's stay on topic <laughs> well essentially I mean, it's real simple he just said hey guys uh, you want to you want a factory full of like twenty to thirty thousand workers? We'll build we'll build houses there and gentrify the hell out of your your cities and you know. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll bring our goods, but you gotta do shit for us. Right. So so it started. It kicked off a bidding war, but I mean that kind of stuff happens all the time. I think we talked about Cabela's one time. I told you about how they were pitting cities against each other for tax benefits, and then they. I remember this. Which episode was that? Uh, one of one of our one of our many in our storied career. Um, yes. <laughs> it, was, it was essentially i mean it's it's what large companies do it's just that amazon was so big that it was it became a visible very highly publicized event which he did on purpose so that way yeah. cities would scramble to give more is yeah. jeff bezos part of the bourgeois well, yes oh absolutely yes yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't mind genociding jeff bezos <laughs> yes uh, and it's family i wouldn't i don't think it's children well, I, I i probably would mind genociding his family but i i, I have some i don't know it's Chris. his wife a bitch i mean she is the, the, i think right. i think she's like the the richest woman in the world or something like she has uh, a she lot would, of she would be she's jeff Bezos' wife but is she like no 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 no. they're divorced she's just divorced oh i don't well, know why I mean, i'm she'd still get like half wouldn't you no but they had a specific deal they were making it was a pretty admirable breakup i think uh, it wasn't a lot of news things i probably bought the news just to have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no but i wouldn't be surprised no but like there are um and then you know there's a genuine problem there um mm-hmm. no, no but i was gonna say like with chinese characteristics is that you know with new technology and so on and so on and they kind of realized and and why they're going away from Mao is that you you can't have a communist country or or a society at all uh if if it is a revolution by the farmers yeah, so uh, what, one what of the mean? things that separates China's government from the Soviet Union is that they really respect the idea of a living document, which is why 
Dang and Xi were able to update the party's constitution because the idea was that like the party needed to have needed to be updated for the new world. So like the the she uh, when he updated his thing a few years ago, um, he had twelve or fourteen ideas. I, I forget how many. It was it was a double digits, um, mm. about a dozen things that he wrote into their party's constitution. And one of them was semi-environmental, like concerned with you know protecting the environment to a certain degree, which he has responded to. I mean, he's 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 going more into renewable energy and he's replacing like public transport you know, but his buses are becoming, you know, electric. Um, and then one of the others was like for surveillance and for technology. So that way they could like deal with technology, which is separate from automated production, you know? Yeah. Uh, and also what's interesting when you, when you're talking about uh, is that uh, uh, Xi Jinping is like the first chairman who actually put his thought into the constitution while he was alive. Um, uh, Mao. Um, when he was alive, he's still alive, isn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah. While he is alive, sorry. Oh, okay. okay. Um, no, while he's alive, um, <clears throat> Deng didn't do that, or Mao also didn't do that. Although, like the constitution they have now is is a very new one. They got a new one in I think in nineteen eighty six with Deng, uh, which because they need to change a lot. Like China was extraordinarily poor. And so they needed to modernize and, and, you know, you can't have a communist country if you don't have an industrial capitalist society beforehand. Okay, okay. Um, okay. And, and going back to Marx, he did praise capitalism. Like a lot of the, uh, um, a lot of what he says in the Communist Manifesto, which is, which is a very overrated piece of um, paper, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, yeah, it was outdated the moment it came out. It's, it's, it's a whole mess. It's a first draft, isn't it? Oh, okay, so mm. what I want to say, what I want to say, uh, if, if, I, if we're identifying your type of communism, I think that the, the thing, the questions that we should be asking is not how flexible the government is, because you can have a very flexible or inflexible capitalist society, you know, democracy, like any economic or government system that you can think of can be either flexible or inflexible. My, I guess my question is, um, are you, how do you feel about two things? One, how centralized the power should be. I'm guessing pretty central if, if you're, you're heading toward monarchy. And the <laughs> other is um, how much control should the government have over production and like, like the, the relationship between like private and public? Okay, so I think uh, no, no, it, like I am pretty like I am most likely a pretty like uh, authoritarian communism in many ways, uh, but I do think that the uh, when it comes to production, the uh, the government should have enlarged control over it. Um, but also, I like, but I, like, but but I think that it's more like. Um, I'm like uh, probably like closest would be like a trust case, right? Because I also recognize that if only one country does it, and also half the world is actively the enemy of that country, uh, uh, it won't work. And and you need yeah. yeah, you need to mobilize working class all over. It's not like a martially strong system. 
yeah no. uh you can't just be that lonely island and uh, and exist that doesn't no country can do that anymore uh look no. look at what happens in north korea right like you yeah. can't exist alone you need cooperate with a lot of countries um no china can do this because it's so large Massive. and power powerful and yeah it's like its own world so it's almost like a euro communist because euro communism is really concerned with uh one not like an anarcho capital or communist anarcho communism is like the government shouldn't own anything. It's all as individual as possible and everybody gets as close to the same as possible. But like Euro communism, it was popular in the seventies and eighties. And the idea was um, like Italy and Spain were saying, hey, we should develop our governments to plug into the people around us because you know, Europe, all, all the countries are so close together. And so Euro communism is basically saying your government should be crafted to your neighbors and what type of trade opportunities you have and what type of benefits you can give to the citizens. Isn't that kind of just like creating the United States of Europe? Um, Well, no, well, it's a a Euro communist is aware that the people around you won't bend to your will. So what you have to do is kind of be as uh, have as much control over your own citizenry as possible without alienating neighbors and be okay trade so share the wealth with your neighbors no 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 share the wealth with your own citizens and trade with your neighbors as much as possible i mean like trading isn't that what we got now though basically with the eu no because the the eu i mean that's i think the euro part of the euro communism right is that euro is eurocentric thinking thinking about your neighbors whereas the communism part dictates the type of government that's running your people so i think the european union is concerned with allowing everybody to do that without stating that everybody has to be communist oh okay okay so anarcho-communist what you just described sounds like to me like a libertarian yeah, so an anarcho-communism yeah. says that like there should yeah, that's be basically a threat. Yeah, and kind of in a way. I mean, because it's always funny when you see in YouTube and stuff like libertarians are always the people who go like "fuck those commies." You know, it's like you are a commie. No, an no, 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 no. There are certain differences there, but they are. Uh, I I I I, th- I think like the um, are the differences. No, like, like, yeah, like yeah, it is. But but it, it, I think both like an like a communist and a libertarian kind of want the same thing, but they have widely different ways of kind of getting. Ah, there. Okay, okay. So it's like two sides of the same coin, except one coin is fucking hot. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so it's like. Both want. Keep it simple for me, okay? okay. Keep it simple so for anyone listening. Yeah, to but, this. But, but you don't have use the teeny mind. tiny words you would use to tell this to your child, not okay. your children, because they're smart. But you know, here's here's where they overlap. Neither want capitalism. Neither want neither want the state or the government to run their lives. However, an anarcho camp uh, communist doesn't yeah. wa- wants to abolish private property also whereas a libertarian private property and individualism is is tantamount okay okay so that's that's where, where they differ okay 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 well do we have any word from our sponsors oh we do we do 
Um, today, our today's episode is brought by the, the green means of production tea. Um, it's weird though. They didn't give me like any, any advert. It just says everyone gets two. So <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's two boxes or two tea bags. It just says everyone gets two. Uh, it's it's written in courier new it looks like someone wrote it on a typewriter or something it's just like it's a green tea on a gray tea bag i don't, I don't understand but um <laughs> i'm just gonna say there's a lot of red flags with this product <laughs> <laughs> all right okay so we found out what kind of communist are you ccp communist right uh, yeah just okay. just let's yeah. just let's, let's ccp communist but you're not in favor of most genocide except for where you think genocide is justified it, it, yes <laughs> which i think is a position is everyone can agree with well yes uh <laughs> yeah i'm like a like a trotskyist disc um uh, i don't know the guy oh yeah just just ev- communism everywhere no uh one country one Gymnastlau socialism Gymnastlau Pedersen. Hmm? Gymnastlau Pedersen. i haven't seen that movie actually it's a book. Well, I haven't read the book either. <laughs> or watched the show or heard the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, no, I actually heard the soundtrack, but I haven't. Uh... <laughs> uh, no, but it was a public movie. Also. But yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I think that. I don't, um, yeah. What do you think about the, the, the Uyghurs? Uyghurs, Uyghurs, Uyghurs. Uh, the Yuri uh, Muslims. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh... and that entire... I'm assuming you're against it. Well, well, yes. Uh, given, uh, yes. Uh, what's interesting, though, it is the fact. Uh, it is the the former um, Secretary General of Tibet, where is the uh, now the General Secretary of uh, Shangti. I think I pronounce it, but yeah, which is which, which the UE um, uh, Muslims are in. And, and, he, and I'm pretty sure he was set there because he was very brutal against <laughs> Tibetans and now... Oh, okay. So they put the, they put basically the taskmaster of Tibet in charge of the Uyghurs now. Uh, well, in many ways, yeah. Uh, but, but, but so you're like... Um, With it, the party's blessing, though, it has to be said, is it's not just like, oh, they took this brutal guy and stuck him there. Oops, we made an oopsie. Like, they know what they're doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The party, the party don't like them anymore. Either. Right. Well... <laughs> But I will also say, like that is uh, what's interesting is, is yeah. that a lot of the the the, the policies that they have uh, regarding the UN Muslims are popular in the area. Uh, no, not by the UN people, but like by the other people. Yeah, uh, I mean, I would imagine yeah, that you are very into it. Uh, yeah, uh, because there was um, what? for, for, why, why for a few you... years there was like this uh, separatist movement where they genuinely just did a bunch of terrorism in, in quite a lot of brutal ways. Oh, so those they, they their Muslims uh, were like the terrorist kind of Muslims. Well, not all of the U.S. Muslims, but there were. Of course, were. it's never all. Of them. But That'd but like there was a genuine separatist movement, and and they yeah. did a lot of fucked up. Like uh, there was even an incident. I believe they went to the kindergarten and started stabbing people. Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah. Uh, Who people like the kids? Yes, like they just because like they didn't have guns, but they did start like stabbing people at like, stab. I mean, the only good thing, I, the only good thing I can say about that is that it was easy. Well, yes, they don't run as fast. Uh, yeah, they're which is probably small. why. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, you don't you need to stab them less to kill them. So it's like uh, at least it's, you know it's 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 morally horrible, but it's practically efficient. Yeah, it's very it's very efficient. That's true. Yeah, Jesus um, 
But yeah, no, and so so because I, I can kind of kind of understand why the Chinese are pissed on. It should be, it should be no 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 because this this should be said in in defense yes. of Uyghurs that China started cracking down on them a, a long time ago. I mean, it's been for the last. Did they start years. before they or after the like the baby hunting? Well, they posed. Well, <laughs> that's so they imposed all sorts of like cultural elimination rules and over over a 15 year period they bred a, a, a group of domestic terrorists and this group you know a couple hundred large committed some atrocities and in response to that the government has taken one and a half million people and put them into these horrific camps where they're they're being held up by their arms and 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 beaten and they're 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 sleeping in their own vomit and they're being humiliated, and so the the response is not proportional to, like they no, it's, it's, it's kind of like an it's kind of like an extreme version of what, um, of what the Americans did in the Middle East, like like now new and better with concentration camps. Is that would that be correct yeah, exactly. to say? You're, well, okay. I mean, the Americans did a little fucked up, but the scale is bigger, definitely. But like, I mean, the camps are. Uh, yeah, yeah, the scale is bigger, but the, the, the camps. Yeah, the, the camps are just yeah, 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 the, the scale of it. But because like, when I think in scale, I just think numbers of people. Yeah, but, but then I think method. No, 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 no. But like, no, no. But like the number of people. But like, like okay. uh, the uh, what was like the Abu um, Abu Ghraib. Uh, yeah, Abu Ghraib. That like yeah. does it that kind of shit too, right? And and yeah. electrocuted them and the extreme atrocities. Uh, and most likely there were, let's be honest there, uh, more of those kind of prisons uh, around. That was yeah. just the kind of prison that was caught uh, that Americans did. Oh, sure. Uh, now, now, the other thing, the other thing, like, I have all sorts of criticism about the American government. I'm happy to have another podcast episode about that. <laughs> uh, but I think we should resist the impulse of saying, like, well, yeah, China does these things, but other people do it too. Like, that's a what about yeah, it's like, Oh, no, no, it's, the, what do you mean like do you mean like false equivalency or do you mean just general whataboutism like i think it's just not relevant to this conversation because... what about us yeah oh yeah no i i, I agree yeah, with you it's uh, like, well what about hillary's emails uh yeah i agree with it it was just yeah. like uh, more to the point of um but because you started with like comparing it to what the americans did in the um yeah yeah that was on uh, yeah 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 but but it is um but yeah no no i i do genuinely agree with that like that uh what other people do is... do you mind if i open a window by the way yeah sure go for it. Uh, is, is is uh irrelevant yeah, but yes um but but it's interesting but like it's uh the for any government to be legitimate whether you Agree with it or not, as not living in a country, all you kind of need is the support of the people. Yeah, uh, well, which is ask, interesting. Let me ask you this because I, we got into we got into like China's atrocities, which you know obviously are, are severe. But do you like? Do you think that that has anything to do with the government? Because I think like any government is capable of doing atrocities, like horrible things. Like again. Not to go I, back into sailing into this territory, but America's capitalism has bred all sorts of like labor camps to serve our fast fast fashion industry. No, and we've done horrible I, things directly ourselves. So Norway invented and is the prime seller of landmines. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, 
That's crazy. I mean, anyone can yeah. do horrible, horrible shit. Yeah, also, also a lot of ammunition produced in America, no, in Norway, goes oh, almost directly that, to so. child soldiers. It's pretty horrific. Yeah. yeah. So I guess my question for you is, do you think that there's something special about China's government that makes it easier or more likely for those atrocities to occur? I... It's an interesting question, but I, yes. And what I mean by it's easier is that they just has so when you have so much support for like what you're doing by the people, uh, then you can kind of can kind of get away with a lot more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, because you have to remember, like they are for especially in the beginning, they were they started like making so you could vote for which. which you, Bunch of laws you can vote for as a citizen. Um, of course, um, the government may be able to just do what they want anyway, but you do vote for laws, specific laws there. and Like they check the popularity before they do shit. Yeah. Uh, and they they did the same thing with the Euro Muslims. And so when basically so the most pe- people were happy with the camps. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot when a lot of people, they are just happy. Let's just go for it. Uh, yeah. then, then you, yeah. Uh, but but of course, like you could also make the argument that it's not specific to China either, because I mean Germany did it very famously a little while ago. Well, well, yes, but like in <laughs> in, 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 in there's a lot of movies about this. Go and look them up. Saving Private Ryan. Uh, yeah, that's that's the movie you're going for. Saving Private Ryan. It's the only one I know. Okay. Yes. Well, fair enough. Have you guys seen and... No, no, no. There was a list. There was a list movie. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Uh... I never saw that one, but it's very sad. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I've seen it. Uh... I learned about it through Seinfeld. Of course. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, but also, you know, um, I'm not trying to compare the two, but like you do did have widespread support for. The, uh, the Iraqi war and going in there and fucking up shit in general in America too, oh, which yeah, made yeah. it so much easier to just go wild. Everyone was so, happy with that one, even yeah, the Democrats, famously. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, um, so if you want, no, no, but it does. But I do think as country uh, uh, today that is extraordinary to do horrific things. But we also do then, know that that was really wrong, and most people like have in retrospect kind of like regretted their decision to vote for it oh yeah 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 that's true but do you you think the chinese would do that like 20 years down the line most likely i mean they did they have done it with most other fucked up shit that they've done in their uh, repertoire of fucked up shit they they let enough generations pass where they can be like oh we can own that now (laughs) yes exactly Uh, doing other horrible things today that we'll admit 50 years yeah no but but to, to your point and i'm thinking very out loud here um to, to the point, yes, uh, I think any country that has so much support is especially suited to do horrific shit. Uh, shit. Yeah. Uh, and I can't think of any country that is as functioning and as stable as China is today uh, with so much support. Okay, okay, that's an interesting take on things. Because uh, it's like you, you have countries that are like, they, they will have overwhelming support for some things. But those countries tend not to work that well, and so they don't really get going on their projects as efficiently. Well, yeah, like uh, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure like maybe North Korea has uh, support by the people, but it, yeah, but, I mean, it, but it isn't a functioning. Of yeah, 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 they, yeah, they would, they would be happy to grab every American in the world and barbecue them, uh, but because they think that Americans eat kids, 
but they can't and that's why they don't yeah i mean they do a bunch of atrocities there but like this it's a highly corrupt country uh we genuinely have like billionaires and and there's almost this weird flow between china and north korea which is pretty interesting because china is basically the only one who wants to talk to oh yes yes they are uh they 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 Yes, and, and, and they, like like you yeah. could make the argument that the only reason why uh, North Korea exists is uh, for um, China to have this um, buffer line between yeah. South Korea, AI America, and and their own borders. I've heard that too. I've heard that too. Like the only reason they're because without China's support, North Korea would shrivel up and starve to death in like a month. I've heard. Well, they also that, offer them like like geopolitical protection like they're you know as one of the five main members of the un they can veto anything that that goes after north korea or tries to whip north korea into shape they offer them advice on like when north korea is like getting in danger of doing alienating people even further china can step in and say oh they didn't mean that and then like you know whisper to north koreans hey don't do that anymore we can't you know cross (laughs) the line down fatty Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember. it was pretty fun and also scary and fucked up when uh, Trump was met Kim Jong Un and and he goes like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're all standing here, all so thin and, and beautiful." Like what the fuck he was saying? Uh, and, and Kim Jong Un is just in the background being like, "What the fuck, man? <laughs> Why are you doing this?" Rocket man and said he was gonna like burn North or he was. It was the fire and fury comment when he tweeted, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and everybody's like, what the hell is he doing? Like everybody else has been super like, you know, they bring in like a, a, the, the political equivalent of a bomb expert to try to defuse the situation. And Trump's just marching in there like, we'll fucking kill you. <laughs> you know, and it's <laughs> yeah, unsettling. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the guy. The guy is a freak show. He's a one man freak show. Yes, but- I I, I say think the one of the very 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 few concessions I'll give to Trump is that it you got to see North Korea back down even though Trump never got what he wanted he never he always like you know canceling the uh, the training drills with the South Koreans and basically leaving the South Koreans to their own devices wondering will their American allies help out he did a lot of terrible things on that front but what the one thing that he kind of did was show how much of North Korea's like chest thumping is just bluster because Trump didn't take it seriously and the North Koreans couldn't do anything with it because he would just bluster back at them. (laughs) Yeah. And it was an interesting thing to watch unfold as an American because in America, the North Korean American relationship has been very prominent, like in our consciousness. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, but I um, heard uh, Jimmy Carter, who's amazingly still alive. Yes, uh, love that. Yes, man. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, he keeps houses for for houses for humanity or something like he. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I know he used to do that. He, does he still do that, or is he too old now? That, I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised if he's still going strong. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, like that like, guy. Yeah, yeah, no, but but he had a, a, a point about North Korea, which I do think is a very good point. Is the fact that what America and all the sanction against North Korea has done throughout, like, as it existed, has just made everything worse for everyone in North Korea. 
right? Yeah, like, it, it makes them way more desperate and, and they do way more atrocities in doing so. so. Yeah, it's like poking an animal in a cage, hoping it'll calm down. Yes, kind of. And so it is a very good argument that, well, yes, you should provide food and for the people, like, like open up and have trade and so on. Uh, no one wants to trade with you. How can you do that? Well, it's because of the embargoes. Nobody wants to trade yeah, in exactly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but like, if you open up and had more uh, actual communication, and and you know, uh, you could probably do a lot more good doing that way than what you're doing now, which yeah. is like just waiting until it completely collapses and like what like fifteen percent of the population dies of yeah, isn't uh, the hungry in the process? Isn't that the thing they say about the honey and the vinegar when you want to catch a fly? Yeah, you get a lot more with with honey than vinegar. Yeah, and yeah. um, probably get a lot more with horse shit too. But that <laughs> ruins them. <laughs> I read I read an article once that talked about this, where they were saying that that neither country, neither China or America, has any vested interest in actually smoothing over tensions between North and South Korea. And the yeah. argument went that we, you know everybody talked about China's interests, which are they want their buffer zone and. Uh, there's there are ideological reasons because South Korea is is highly capitalist. You know they they have an extremely high GDP per their size. And, yeah, I mean they're very American, aren't they? Right, and so what they don't want, since they have such a tight cultural control over their own citizens, they don't want that flooding those ideas flooding over the border. And America, because of our massive you know, military industrial complex, as well as having very few in, in, in shrinking footholds in Asia and the, the, the Far East that, you know, like since Duterte got into office, we don't have a good relationship with the Philippines anymore. So it, the, the, as, as our influence decreases in those areas in, in China's and to a certain ex, very limited extent, Russia, as their influences grow regionally, um, it, our interest in holding on to South Korea becomes more desperate. So while I, I think Jimmy Carter is right, and I think that, that we should be trying to open borders and, and give aid and, and do what we can to help them out so that there's no real government except for maybe South Korea's that would ma- massively benefit from doing that. Like even North Korea the party that runs it, like Kim Jong-un and his family and, and the rest of his you know, compatriots there, their, their coterie is not going to benefit from having their government not toppled, but now at the mercy of foreign influence because their, their hold on power is somewhat tenuous. It, 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 it's based around keeping- Yeah, like if suddenly you've got a lot of Rambo movies and shit flooding in through a free market and- Right, and, they rely uh, on their propaganda. Yeah. yeah. So, it, it the 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 point that the article was making was that the only real country that would benefit from smoothing over all those tensions is South Korea, with all the missiles pointed at them, because <laughs> you yeah. know, oh, yeah. souls in danger. They're within striking distance of a bunch of short range missiles that have been put up on cliffs and aimed at them for the last sixty years or seventy. Yeah, but like, I don't think like the average or like South Korea is genuinely like afraid of North Korea. Uh, no, because they, they, they know that if North Korea did anything, then the you know the super destroyers lying in the water outside, <laughs> fucking, yeah, just wipe the whole dust off the map. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. Uh, and also, like, yeah, like, but that's, I don't think like uh, for coming on or you know the party in in North Korea, there is a valid but that they would lose if they attacked. Like, but they also need yeah. to show for their people that they are somewhat strong because the, the Kimming on the party is in a bad position. It's a pissing contest. Yeah, no, no, but they're they're to show that they can piss a lot. Yeah, but also... But they like, don't want to actually piss a lot because they're inside their own living room. But, but, but Yes, kind of. But also they don't want their own people to revolt against them, right? Yeah. And so uh, they constantly need to show that they are strong and also like they continue to like... Like they do get food in. Like they do... There are a bunch of things that happens. Um, do they also do that in conjunction with oh yeah it's going really shitty uh, literally in the yeah. country currently now uh, people eat their own shit and amphetamines so uh, for us not to have an amphetamine fueled revolt let's uh, try to do something here oh my god an amphetamine and fueled revolt from people who eat shit would be terrifying that's like a zombie movie turned up to 11 yeah. Yes. You just have zombies these... with rifles. <laughs> yeah, you just... yeah. 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 Zombies with rifles dribbling shit on meth. But not like not like uh the you know the Walking Dead zombies. It's more like World War Z zombies. You know the ones that are like leaping yeah. over walls. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. This time with guns. Piles of bodies. Uh, yeah. 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 No, no. Yeah. But that's that's the thing that there's just... no way Brad Pitt would survive that. <laughs> I'm still skeptical how he su- su- uh, survived that plane. I was the fucking scarf, man. I, I, I haven't seen... Scarf the... protected his neck, just like those neck pillows were supposed to do on the plane. I, I haven't seen that movie. Uh, but, but I want to ask you, Jeremy, um, like, why, where are you politically? I, politically, I would say I'm a socialist because um, I think that... Uh, I think that uh, the, one, of the, one of the draws, one, one of the things about communism that I don't really ascribe to. And maybe I say this as like a person who, do, who is more creative, like in their career and you know, personal values. I think that uh, the communism doesn't benefit the creative side of humanity, the, the human part of, of humanity. Because so one of the things about that, that, that's based to communism and capitalism- He doesn't like gray clothes basically. <laughs> Well, no, no, I, I like, I actually have a lot of real drab clothing. I mostly wear shorts and t-shirts. I, clothing for me is purely function and comfort. I don't care how I look. Never have. <laughs> and I'm not going to start now, but. Your wife is a lucky woman. Um, she has, she said many years ago, she came to terms with it. <laughs> <laughs> Notice she didn't say it's fine. She just said she's, she's yeah. reconciled. But <laughs> she's reconciled. Uh, <laughs> okay, I want to let you actually make your point now. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> so I do believe in like personal liberty and the, the various things that come along with that. And I think that one of the things that both American style capitalism, at least, and most forms of communism is that individuality winds up being stamped out. America says, well, here's your freedom to make any choice you want. The choices that we provide to you by a system of oligarchs, you know, this is what oh, yeah. do, you know. And then in communism, it's everybody's the same no matter what. And uh, 
for me, I would rather have a system that's more socialist because personal endeavors, you can make gains with those. And there are individual properties that can be recognized. What I like about socialism is that there is a safety net for everybody, which there should be, because not everybody may be, you know, like excessively creative. Not, not, not that I'm saying I am. I would say I'm creative. There are excessively creative people who should be recognized. Um, it's not important that, to have state funding for the arts. It is. And it's also important to say, oh, you struggle with things. That's okay. We'll take care of you. And the other people who don't struggle with things can go off and be who they want to be. And um, I don't have a huge problem with collectivism, but it doesn't, because it doesn't tend to work out in practice, like the times that the governments give back are when they adopt more capitalist economic reforms anyway. So I think that there's a, a good push and play there's a good push and pull between private and public ownership. Like Norway, one of the things I really like about Norway's government is that more so than the other Scandinavian countries, Norway has a large number of private industries and they have a larger percentage of privatization than like Sweden or Denmark. But they also heavily regulate it because they want to curb the harsh effects of capitalism that prevent people from living comfortable lives and uh, being exploited. So like Sweden was notorious for deregulating, they still have a larger, a larger uh, or a smaller private, private sector. set of industries in Norway, but they deregulated a whole bunch of those industries and they saw the fastest growth of wealth inequality out of any of the OECD countries. So that regulation I think is important. And I don't think capitalists are going to, they're always going to fight regulation. And I think that communism, it's always, yes, it's for the working class, but the working class often has to struggle against such a strong central government that it becomes increasingly difficult for them to maintain any control. And that's, I think that socialism is a nice, happy medium and it gives you more flexibility what you like about the ccp style communism is is its flexibility i think you get more of that flexibility for that empowered by the people when you're a socialist or under at least most socialist systems and i'm not talking venezuela because that's what you know if they or Chris is itching to reply now. I can tell his whole body is twitching. Well, Great, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, he has said a lot there, right? Yeah. <laughs> one, one last point I want to make is you mentioned Chuck Hagel because we, we actually read a big section of his uh, dialectics. In, so I, I, took, I took a couple of, um, I took a bunch of philosophy classes in college. And one of, the, one of our classes, we read his, uh, uh, what, what's it called? The, um, uh, what was the, the master slave? thing was from the, 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 the ph- uh, phenomenology of the spirit no uh, yes yes I'm, I'm no expert in hegel like i'm really like i'm just but just yeah i'm not either but one thing i wa- did want to say about the dialectics w- was it, it was it's the master slave dialectic and it's the when idea- i hear dialectic i just think scientology okay so it is the idea behind this theory was was there was a master slave relationship that is rooted in the subconscious that everybody has to certain degrees a relationship with 
people they feel are superior to themselves. And he goes into this like from like slavery plantations. Like, I mean, he's a really dry, I, I didn't understand a good portion of it, but, but from what we, you know, the, the summaries and essays that we read about it that helped us understand it. Um, he goes from like slavery to like a teacher and a student or a parent and a child. And, and so master slave is hierarchy naturally in every interaction. Exactly. The, the yeah. idea being that there, that, that people tend toward asymmetrical things and well, it makes perfect sense though, because we're social animals and we like to have leaders too, to get us going. Well, and I think that democracy, be the thing that makes populism such a, 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 a like danger to democracy is because people have an impulse to, they want to be told what to do. They can't run every aspect of every part of their lives, especially as the world gets more complex. So the people shouldn't be called upon to pass laws. They should just trust that their leaders have their best interest and that can be exploited. And so that asymmetry, um, if you have a strong central government or you have a very, very corrupt economically minded government in both of those instances, that asymmetry gets exploited. Um, yeah. Although, yeah, no, no, I, I agree. I was just, uh, the, the reason why I explained it like in such un simple terms is first of all, some like make it simple, but also I wanted to juxtapose it with uh, dialectical, um, um, uh, materialistic uh, dialectism, you know, and then putting that on the head and instead of having um, the spirit of the nation, whatever, I'm not entirely sure what Hegel, yeah, and and make that instead of that, it is uh, it is the materialistic and it is the people who change history and and have that process. And um, and this and so that goes to my point that like the communism is not um, as much a form of government, more if you talk about like communism as such then it's not a form of government as, 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 you know, looking at China, for instance, like, oh yeah, that's communism. Uh, it's more um, like a process of history and, and how things uh, go on to shape. And, 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 and as um, later um, communist theories, um, theoretic theoreticians, um, right about that, you know, it's, you know, you do have socialism on the road to communism. And so, so socialism, we, we generally, at least as I've um, read about it, is it's more like the, when in, especially in the period when you have like a proper state uh, that take care of you and everything. And then in that process, uh, as times move on and, you know, society uh, changes and alters and so on, you do end up in like a situation where you don't have a government anymore, you know, where you are much more to uh, what you call uh, anarcho-communism. Yeah. Uh, in in that process, uh, and 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 that kind of goes back to as as Marx said, is that as. Um, as times goes on and all that, you go back to the old ways of existing, kind of, in the sense that 
it's it's more and more it's much more communal taking care of each other and and you and uh, and he had a lot of theories and and, it, and they changed a lot throughout his life which is uh, kind of confusing sometimes to like <laughs> kind of understand what he what he ended me and meant in the end but it could have been clearer <laughs> yes, he could have been not drunk all the time or hangover. Uh, a lot less German. Relatable. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, but so you end up with, like a much more smaller commune, and, and and in general though, like the road with like the historical process and everything ends up being a, a, a form of um, uh, an echo of communism. Yeah. Yeah, it's my point. Uh, and 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 so so we should respond to what you were saying though, is that I uh, um I I'm on I, I think I think it is a very like a traditional American way of looking at communism and, and why uh, very often and, and it goes in the entire Western world, uh, for that matter, but like you do have this very strong difference between socialism and communism and like some people say socialism yeah. and so on, right? Um, is uh, is a bit of a mute point because I do think it's very often goes down to semantics when it comes to this, and it's just the process. I think that's very thematic well, for this podcast. It, but, yes, yeah, because yeah. It's also you have to remember, like the Soviet <laughs> Union was like the, like what the People's Federation of uh, the, the People's Socialist Federation or something like that. Well, there's uh, there's a big difference between like what how things are de- defined on paper right like you you say well this is this is what these systems are and how they wind up being played out in practice because you know th- back to the point that like there is no purely capitalist purely communist purely socialist government because there's some mix of them all and i t- i tend to think that um and, and i'm not going to argue like my my view of communism is very westernized um it's it's not as extreme as my uncle who fought in vietnam who thinks that everything's communism but it's, <laughs> you know, he's, it's i i think that the, it, it also comes down to what you see is a gateway to what like i have heard before that that socialism is a gateway to communism and that it will inevitably lead to a more communist society as time goes on and that may be true hmm. because we don't know where each of the Scandinavian countries are going to wind up. Um, I will say that the way I view it is a little differently than that. I view as like a, a U shaped graph where on one side you have uh, more private enterprise and on the other side you have more public enterprise. And I, I tend to think that a well-run society has a good mix in the middle. Which is why I'm probably so fond of, of Norway's system is, is because I think that they balance that out well and they give good lives to their citizens. And I think that, you know, like, like China started as a much more communist country, economically speaking, and yeah. as yeah. they changed over time, they sort of slid more toward the middle. And the United States being on the opposite extreme where capitalism is harming a lot of people, what people are crying out for is, it, I mean, I, I don't even know if healthcare is socialist. I think it's certainly argued that way in our country, but I think what's, what's really happening is that the citizens want to slide more toward the middle. Nobody wants to live at those extremes. And whether or not the government is overbearing and oppressive, 
is kind of independent from how I view those economic models, because I think you can be non-oppressive or oppressive at either extreme or in the middle. You know what I mean? I think we need a little bit of everything. I think it's, uh, it's like that old adage, you know, health in every drop and uh, danger in a leader. I, uh, you know? yeah, no, I, I don't know. Like, like Everything I, with moderation. Uh, yes, except genocide. Uh, <laughs> or well, no, you, we've already argued this, even with genocide. <laughs> No. Uh, yes, oh, well, that is true. We just have to genocide the right people. If 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 the leaders are telling you, yes, that, that is that is true. But like you just the, the continually finding the right people. Yes, no, but if you continually <laughs> do the genocide on the right people and then finish them, it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to keep uh, keep moving along, as they say. Exactly. This uh, is a dark dark way to end the podcast. Oh, we've really... it off. <laughs> and do, do either of you have any final words you'd like to add? Um, I will. Um, well, I will, I will add to that the fact that um, I uh, wish I do understand. Um, at least China said this to me now because you do mm-hmm. because you often get like criticism for being capitalistic. Yeah, uh, which is a fair mm-hmm. point. Um, there, as I understand it, from you know even members of CCP and so on, is uh, that they. Like they, they want to become communistic, and right now they are like we aren't. Like like and and to be yeah. able to get where we want to be, we need to go through uh, capitalism and and industrialism and um, and and all of that stuff. Yeah. And so 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 they have a lot of ways to go, and then they have this like huge like hundred hundred fifty years plans that they want to accomplish. And and I do think. Um, uh, which I, I do think is impressive because we have a lot of countries today, which is kind of like, oh, this is the end of history. Uh, uh, they still they still see themselves as a blooming flower. Yes, 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 yeah. exactly. Like this, still in the process. Like Norway is definitely a country that's like, oh, well, we have our liberal democracy, we have freedom of expression. Let's, let, let, this is good, isn't it? Um, and it is pretty good. <laughs> well, I can't complain. Uh, but, but like, you do end up in this having this consciousness in in the nation, and uh, that well, this is an end of it. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's nice to have a long term plan, and it is a little bit arrogant to think you're just you found perfection. Yeah. Yes, that is. Yeah. Uh, I, agree, I can agree with that. Yes, I have the perfect political system, but but like everyone else is wrong. Yeah, yeah, that seems seems about right. Yes. The only problem is that everyone agrees with you just on their own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What about you, Jeremy? Any final words? Uh just just that this has been a lot of fun. I- <laughs> yeah, it has, hasn't it? <laughs> Alright, awesome, awesome. Okay. Well, uh, this has been Moot. Please follow us on Twitter at the Moot Podcast if I ever get around to actually working that thing and visit us at the moot subreddit so yeah all right thank you goodbye thank you chris yeah 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 it's been uh, it's been cool